All right, we might get canceled. We're live. Wow, we're live. <laughs> In the most inconsistent scheduled podcast, maybe ever. I think we should get canceled because of our schedule. We might have to get sketch canceled. It's been three weeks. Are we live? Yeah, we're live. Okay. Our sound's going? going crazy right now. All right, we're I mean, going. We're going to ride with we're it. We're going. We're going. We're live. We're running with it. Yeah, we're running. I'm turning the game down. We're live. We're live. Are we live now? Yeah, we're live. All right, we're live. <laughs> we're in it. Three weeks? Three Two weeks. weeks. Three weeks. So we missed Olympics, St. Jude, and Wyndham. Yep. A lot to catch up on. I mean, do we start Olympics? Start Olympics so long ago. It is. But honestly, a lot of time to digest it, which I feel like is good. What's actually sick about the Olympics, and I didn't realize how long it lasted. It's like a month long, the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's like like three weeks. And it's every day you're like flipping to the Olympics and it's some obscure sport. It was great. I loved watching the Olympics this year. Huge success. I don't know. Yes. you. I've loved watching the Olympics in past years. This year just felt there was there was no buzz like there usually there is. There was no the buzz, but the no fans. The thrill of just going to the Olympic Channel or NBC or whatever, and you just don't know what's going to come. It's like spinning come. a it roulette could be, wheel. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And, and in each event, it's everyone's Super Bowl. They're grinding for their lives. Like yeah. you go to the shot put. And it's literally their whole lives. Yeah. And then it's like, boom, next event. And it's like high dive. And it's like, well, these guys, this is their whole lives. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like, though, that with like every Olympic event, there's always like a Cinderella story or they're always trying to spin it like yeah, the winner they're is always like some trying, amazing story. Yeah, it's like, they're always trying to make it so exciting. Like, this is it. This is like the culmination of the whole sport yeah and it's like if everyone's a cinderella story then no one's a cinderella story no cinderella stories in the olympics this year (laughs) that's it uh i mean if we're talking cinderella stories oh god rory sabatini's (laughs) arguably got to be the cinderella rory sabatini is a disgrace (sighs) why is he playing for slovakia Dude, I felt the same way. I hate Rory Sabatini. Like, my mind wants me to hate Rory Sabatini. But it was kind of sick that he pulled off what he did. Like, he did all of that shit, changing his nationality, going through all the work of changing citizenship. Like, basically, a kind of abandoning your country. Like, I don't know. I feel like South Africans are going to be his font. Like, dude, Is he- that what he did? Did he change his... I mean, he's he's Slov- he has a Slovakian flag on the PGA Tour leaderboard now. Oh, so it really changed. Yeah, so he, I thought it was some loophole where no, he like did all this just to play in the Olympics. Just to play in the Olympics, I'm pretty sure. And it actually he got the it job actually done. worked. Like <laughs> he actually went out and won a silver medal, which is insane. But the, like my mind is telling me, yeah, that's that's shitty. Like. I really didn't want it to work out, but it did. So it was pretty savage by him. It's a little scummy. Oh, it's super scummy. I mean, who played for South Africa? Louis. No, Louis Garrick, didn't play. H- Garrick Higo and Bezadenhout, I think. Yeah. Must have been. Yeah. So he had no chance of making no, that team. No, I mean, those guys are both studs. Unless you had... Um, they could have had fielded two teams. I mean, they could have had Schwartzel and... You can't do that, though. Each country only gets a certain amount of spots. Yeah, but we got four spots. Because it's based on, like, the size of your country. Or, like, your the your country's prominence in the sport, I think. Well, Sabatini, I hate to say it, I'm not happy for you. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's unanimous. But it's insane that he he did it. Like, he played out of his mind. And he's actually playing really well now. Like, he played well in the window. Yeah, why does he just come out of the shadows? I don't know. I literally forgot he existed. Yeah, he's old as fuck. He's like he's 48, been old dude. for he's 20 super years. super old, yeah. Yeah, he, he looks like, old, dude. He looks like he should be riding a Harley Davidson through New Hampshire. Yeah, like, he was like... <laughs> he's got those tattoos on his forearm, like... He's wearing bracelets and stuff. He's bald as can be. 
Yeah, I mean, he was like a middling pro in Tiger's prime. Yeah. And he's just still out here putzing around winning silver medals. Yeah, it's kind of insane. He kind of gives me like bad boy Lee Westwood vibes. <laughs> That's a why. crazy comparison. I don't know why. I feel like they're opposite people. Are they though? They give me really similar vibes for some reason. I don't know. I that's Lee Westwood slander, borderline. Yeah. What do you think about the playoff for bronze? And then we'll get into Xander. I mean, what is there to say? Well, Other than like we had this- actually in honor of CT Pan, I actually saw this stat. I think yesterday, CT Pan is the longest player on tour, pound for pound. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. There's no way he's longer than JT. Pound Distance pound. per weight, he is the longest player on tour because he's 145. That's what JT. JT's is, 160, 160 in this. He JT was like eighth on the list. Dude, that's nuts. How far did? What's his average driving distance? 292, I think. At okay. 145 weight. Yeah. So it, it heavily favors the smaller guys. That stat though. Like he's yeah. one of the smallest people on the PGA Tour. Yeah. So he's yeah he's basically but fighting still, with like five other like, guys to be the. I mean, you don't see Ches Reeve. Like it's still no. impressive that he can get it out there. Yeah, he's not super short by any means. He's short, but he's the, probably the, PGA Tour average. Yeah. Two ninety two. Yeah, he's a little shorter. I think it's. I think they're up to like two ninety eight. Really? Something like That's that. insane. Yeah. It's it's long now. No, the, the the real like pound for pound longest guy in most people's opinion is JT. He's one sixty and he flies the ball three oh five, three ten in the air. He just pounds it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The seven man playoff was crazy, right? We had Rory was in can it. Can you name all of them? No, <laughs> I can name Rory Hideki. CT was um. Yeah, I have no idea who the other guys were. Honestly, it was so. Morikawa was in it. Morikawa was in it, right? Yeah. So we had a lot of big names. Honestly, I think it would have been huge Rory? for Rory. No, yeah, I said oh. Rory. It would have been huge for Rory to win, to win a bronze. He really wanted it. Yeah. I feel like Rory was kind of out on the whole Olympics thing. Oh, like, in Rio, he was. He made a comment like, oh, I'm not going to play in the Olympics and let people watch sports that people actually care about or something. Like, he totally Jesus. disrespected golf in the Olympics. Yeah. So he's saying people do care about golf? No, he was saying, I'm not going to play golf in the Olympics because no one cares about golf in the Olympics. Oh, is yeah. basically what he said. Okay. So he's literally like, the <laughs> Olympics isn't a big enough event to where I'm even going to play in it. Yeah. Is what he said in Rio. Which is why he didn't play. Well, well it's, he said it's it was a fair point. Should golf be in, the, be in the Olympics? I mean, it's been... The thing is, I think the main argument for golf not being in the Olympics or not being one of the top Olympic sports is that winning in the Olympics or playing in the Olympics is not the pinnacle of the sport. It's not the top. That's a thing. And title every basically every other sport, you know, besides basketball and some of the other mainstream sports, it's not. But for basically every other sport, that is literally the pinnacle of the sport yeah it's why everyone watches gymnastics and everyone watches swimming and it's like those are the sports that sure i don't give a shit about those for three three and a half you know three and three quarters years every four years but when when the olympics is on like it's it's fun to get into swimming or gymnastics or uh you know sprinting like you're never gonna watch that otherwise so that's the main argument, I think, for golf to not be in it. I, um, I kind of buy that. Yeah, I mean, so 2016, obviously, right? The previous Olympic golf event was 1904. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason it went away for 100 yeah. years. <laughs> it's crazy that it was there, like... It was there this as golf, like golf at, was like, blowing up in the early 1900s. It was becoming like an actual sport, and then they just did away with it in the like 
the decade of golf's biggest growth, which was not really, but like the 1920s was when golf started to like really take off in the States. And the fact that they yeah. did away with it, like right before that is kind of insane. And I feel like they kind of missed the boat on it. Now, like golf is never going to have that Olympic history that yeah. all those other sports have. Yeah. Which you until need. like 50 years down the road. Yeah. But I, everyone who played in it loved it. Yeah. But don't you feel like they're kind of like, they're kind of just trying to be a part of it. They kind of want to like say they're an Olympian. So they're kind of building it up like, oh, it's this amazing thing to be there. And sure, I bet the atmosphere is amazing. But do you think they're really like feeling it like they would be playing for the Masters, playing for a green jacket coming down the stretch? I don't That's think so. what I mean. I think you're not growing up drama. on the putting green saying, "Oh, this is to win the Olympics." Yeah, yeah. I think it only I think it only gets real for those guys like pretty much after they've won it and they actually get the gold medal, and they realize, okay, now I'm a part of this Olympic history. Yeah, and I'm basically laying the groundwork for it. Yeah, it, it's almost like if you make a risky purchase or you buy something, you buy a new club or you buy a putter. Like, you really want it to work out. Yeah, yeah. So you, like, convince yourself that it was a really good purchase. And that 120-footer you make that day with that putter means it's <laughs> You're insane. You're like, yeah, this is, this yep, is it. This it is right it. Decision. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. I say get rid of it. <laughs> As he goes to drink from his two-gallon water jug. Little life hack. Everyone working out there. Bring a gallon of water to work. Fill it up once. You have water for the day. We already got into this. Stay hydrated. I can't. I can't even. I can't even talk about that. What I was gonna say about the seven man playoff. I thought it was sick that they. I'm pretty sure they all played together in the playoff, right? They were all in the same group. No, they did two groups. Oh, did they? Seven's the cutoff. Six. You need to have one, one group. You need to have one group in a playoff. No matter what, I don't care. I agree. If it's I don't 15 care if it's guys, fifteen guys. You're doing it. They do that in Monday qualifiers, which is sick. Like there was one for Mexico. Uh, what was Mexico? The OHL Classic, whenever that was, like five months ago. Nine guys tied for the last spot. Send them all out. And they went out in a nine for one group. They played together. What's you need to know what the guys in your group it's, are you doing? You got to be in it. You can't have this two group bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit. So, and they did that this week in the Wyndham. They had those six guys all play together this week, which was sick. Yeah, but if it went to seven, they would have done two. Yeah. So, seven apparently is the cutoff. Six, seven, I mean. What's what's the, the harm for going off one group, even if it's ten guys? Yeah. That you're waiting, you wait like 20 minutes to hit a shot? Who cares? Yeah, shout out Adam it's Scott, who waited arena. like 20 minutes to hit his four-footer this week to win. Um... Yeah, I was just going to say about that playoff that it would have been, it probably would have been big for Olympic golf if like Hideki had won in his home country, had won a medal, like won the bronze, which he was close. Yeah. Would have been big if Rory had won a medal. I think he's just a big name in golf. Would have been sick. Um, CT, I mean, we like CT. He's a, he's, he's, we a, like CT, he's yeah. a beast, but uh, probably not a big name that people are going to gravitate to. All right, Xander. Does does this count as a win for Xander? I mean, the field no. was fucking garbage, dude. No, it doesn't. It's horrible. It doesn't count. It really doesn't. And, but, I think that it counted in Xander's mind. Yeah. And it kind of, for him, almost felt like he got over the hump. So I think he might start winning more now. Yeah. Even though I don't think it was like a legitimate win, I think for him it was big. Because, like, he just got it done. And, like, he still almost didn't. Like, he still had to make, what, a six-footer on 18? Yeah. And he I mean, had that he was big trying lead. to gag it away yeah. for a little while. So, I think it was big for him. Yeah. But it wasn't a legitimate win. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the strength of field was in the actual, in the Olympics, but... It's probably, probably like a Euro similar event. to, yeah, or to like, <laughs> I'm thinking like a lower end PGA Tour event, like Barracuda. No, not Barracuda, like better than that. No, no, it's not because there's so few contestants. 
Were there only 60 players? Yeah, there's only 60 players. But so I mean, take that out of it. You have a much better chance to win from 60 really good players than 150 average tour players or bottom of the line tour players. I don't know. It's half, almost 30% of a regular yeah, but tour field. Do you really think, like. Yes, like a Richie Wierenski? Yeah. <laughs> Can come out of the blue. <laughs> He's going to win. Go Olympic 25 gold. under. What do you mean? You really think Sammy Villamaki had a chance going into the Olympics? You really think Rory Sabatini had a chance going yeah, into the Olympics? Yeah, he did because this was his this was his Super Bowl. Like we're talking other sports. Yeah, that was their Super Bowl. This Villamaki's Super Bowl too. No, this was Rory Sabatini's Super Bowl. It was not Villamaki's Super Bowl. So you think it's equivalent to a tour event? I think it's equivalent to like So therefore you think it's a legitimate a event? Honda Classic. Oh, that's a big event. The Honda Classic has a horrible field now. Now it's bad, but like I'm it talking used nowadays, to be sick. or like American Express, American Express in Palm Palm Desert, or whatever. yeah, like that's what it that's what it is in my mind. Like strength of field wise, I'd rather win. It's harder to win. I think it's harder to win on the corn. What is that? The career builder, or no? It's the American Express now. Yeah. It's harder to win the American Express than to win the Olympics. Yeah. I think so. I think that's fair. I think it's harder, honestly harder to win on the Corn Ferry Tour. <laughs> Dude, think well, about you it. You were just saying it's the strength of field. No, I'm not talking strength of field here. I'm talking about the pressure of playing on the Corn Ferry Tour with a win. Compared to the Olympics, dude, you don't even make any money. You win, you win like thirty five grand if you win an Olympic gold. Yeah, it like it literally is. It's almost meaningless in terms of monetary. Like think about the pressure coming down the stretch of a corn ferry event. Like you just know if you win, you're probably going to be on the PGA Tour next year. Oh, it's what you, it's your whole life. Yeah, it's literally what you grew up dreaming about. What you grind your entire life every day for. And it comes down to a couple shots. I mean, that pressure, you can't replicate. No. And that pressure is more than like a John Rahm is going to feel in a major coming down the stretch. I guarantee you. I guarantee yeah. you it means more to those guys than Rahm winning a major. I think there's no greater pressure than Q school, though. Q school. I mean, it's such a shame they did away with Q school. Like PGA uh, But it was fluky. Oh, it totally was, but it's like the best content you could ever ask for. Yeah, but they never televised it. No, I think they did. They used to televise it. If they televised it, that's insane. It, they did. I, I th- I'm pretty sure they televised final stage like the last two days. Because that's the most pressure you can play for. That's One literally... week to just earn your tour card. Yeah. It's insane. But, I mean, the way they do it now is better. Like Wait, the, the speaking, best speaking of, this was the last... Corn Ferry event. 25 guys got their card yesterday. Yeah, I'm Dude, I don't even understand how the Corn Ferry Tour even works. So top 25, 25. Top 25, they got their card. They get their card. Now it goes on to the finals, right? Where no. 20, yeah. That was, that was not the finals. That was the final regular season event. This is what I'm saying. It's confusing. But those guys, the top 25 as of now, or as of yesterday, got their card. Yeah. Okay, then they keep playing. Yeah. And how many more get... Uh, I mean... Then I, I they think 24, 25 more guys get conditional status. Oh. To fill out... Because remember, 125 is the cutoff for FedEx Cup. Then the next 25 guys are the Corn Ferry guys that played from, no, from no, the, no, the regular no, season. No, 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 and, no, no, yep. no. I think 126 to 150 still keep their card. Even if you don't make the playoffs. No, no, no. Here's where I... And then it's to 75 and, and then no, 200. No, I think 150 and below are... Is like... they When they do those reshuffles, it's the guys... It's the guys who lost their card, the 126 to 150 guys, and the guys who earned their card via Corn uh, Ferry Tour Finals. They're mixed up for conditional those status. Those They guys. get reshuffled, Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. Those 50 guys get conditional, and then the top 125 plus the 25 that made it on Sunday, yep. that makes up the 150 that have their cards. Yeah, I think so. And then the other 50 have conditional, so it's 200 total, really. Yep. That makes sense. I think that's how I mean, we don't know what, you're, what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I, oh, I, I think I might just be making this up. I don't know. I have no idea. That makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't even... Who got their card this week? Can you say... Know? Here's a question. Can you say that you play on the PGA Tour if you have conditional status? Yeah. Yeah. Like, is that like... Can you look back on 20 years and say, I played on the PGA? Or yep. it was like, I was a... Like, I've thought about a, that. Like, how many events do you need to play on the PGA Tour to say you've played on, you've played yeah. on the PGA Tour? Like, I had a career on the PGA yeah. Tour. At least... I think you have to play at, at least, least 10 20 events. events. I was going to say 20. I think 10 events. How many events has Driscoll played in? He played nine years he on He played tour. like nine full years on tour. He played on the PGA Tour. He almost won. By the way, just shout out to Driscoll. Go follow him on Instagram. Yeah, he's one of the best follows. <laughs> he's so one of the best follows. <laughs> it's he's so great. good. He has some great content out there. Yeah, okay. I don't know what I'm looking at here. The Utah Bank or the Utah Championship? That was one week ago. Yeah, dude. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So that was the Pinnacle Bank Championship that just ended. Now we have the Albertsons Boise Open in Idaho in the playoffs this week for the Corn Ferry, and then the Nationwide Children's Hospital Championship in Ohio. <laughs> so the- and then the Corn Ferry Championship. There's three playoff events. So what happens to the guys who just got their car? They keep playing? No, they're they're done. I don't they're think just, they play. They're, they're, out, they're just out. They're on vacation. That would be so sick. Yeah. And then it's these guys. I'm pretty sure it's just like start from scratch these next guys that finish in the top 25 of these three not events. start from scratch yeah because the pga tour guys that lose their card play in corn ferry finals to earn conditional status for next year yeah but how many guys in the corn ferry standings play in these final events i think top 70 top 75 top 70 or 75 well it makes sense if they do or the next it's top 75, 75. So top 100. Yeah. Because the 25 get their cards. So the next so, 75 go on yep, plus the 25 the, who didn't make it. So you get 100 yeah. guys in the Corn Ferry. Field. No, I think it's the next 50 guys that didn't make it. <laughs> I think it's I think it's 125 so to really 170. It's like 125. It's like 125 guys in the field, I think. I it's that crazy. Math <laughs> All it is insane. Is, like the it's system insane. is insane. It's insane. And if you're constantly on the bubble, like year in and year out, it's the biggest emotional roller coaster. Yeah, you could. Ever I mean, have. you're you're actually grinding over like single FedEx Cup points. Whereas a guy like Dustin Johnson probably has had no idea the amount of FedEx Cup points he's ever he been at in his life. No, he never knew his standing. Like no, it's like oh, I'm in maybe the top five. Yeah. <laughs> They know like where they're placed, maybe like going into the last couple events, but like I guarantee you, those bottom guys, like right on the one twenty five bubble, they know exactly how many FedEx Cup points they have and how many they need to earn that week to like get their card. I'm sure they do. Yeah, it's crazy the difference in it is. mindset that it is. some pros have compared to like the top guys. Sneaky Corn Ferry is a better product than the PGA Tour. Yeah. It is. I mean, if you like, did you watch? And you obviously didn't. The Corn Ferry event this week, Sunday. No, I didn't watch. It was great. Did you watch it? I watched like the last three holes. Oh yeah, it's sick. It's great. Yeah, it's good drama. It's awesome. Um. Oh yeah. Back to what we were saying. Oh, also we have to talk about the USAM. Oh yeah. Okay, where are we? I was gonna say we need to settle (laughs) how like. When can you say you're a Corn Ferry Tour player? When can you say you're a PGA Tour player? If you Monday qualify for one PGA Tour event, did you play on the PGA Tour? 
can you, you say can like say can I, you just say I played on the PGA Tour to someone? Even if you no, played on one event. Because that's very misleading. But you did play on the I PGA know, Tour. I know, but it's misleading. You know what you're doing if you say that. <laughs> you thought about that <laughs> for hours you, how you're gonna it's phrase slick. that. That's it's slick. That's slick if slick. you <laughs> I probably would say that. Yeah, oh hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I sneak you really want to grind Corn Ferry Tour Monday qualifiers as an amateur. Like, we talked about this. How fun would it be to just go around as an amateur one summer and just play Corn Ferry yeah, Monday qualifiers? Yeah, and drop, like, five grand? Oh, yeah, you'd lose a ton of money. But, like, imagine if you got into one event and just played as an amateur. Could you just say, oh, yeah, I played, I played, played on the Corn Ferry Tour. You played in Corn Ferry Tour? Yeah. There's kids, there's local kids that played in the main one. Oh, yeah. In. It's pretty crazy. Um. All right, should we talk USM or should, should we go to... FedEx, St. Jude. Jude. I mean, what is there to say? No, actually, there is something oh, to answer. say. answer. I mean, we got a story from answer. No, also, that was a crazy tournament because that looked like it was going to be a six-man playoff. And Harris English, hate to use the word choke. I can't but, really get a vibe on Harris. Is he a choker or is he a clutcher? <laughs> I think he's kind of a speeder. Yeah, and he's more like a JT, maybe. Yeah, JT is one of the clutchest choke artists. Actually, yeah. yeah. Speed is too. Yeah. But it's weird because they have these moments of, like, total collapse. Yeah. But then they have moments of brilliance. Speed more so than anything. There's no correlation to it. There's no... Yeah. It's like one week you're like, oh, my God, he's brilliant. The other week it's like, oh, my God, he's fighting demons. And you don't know, like, which story to follow. <laughs> Yeah, that's why. And he's like, it's especially with speed because he does all this crazy shit. He holds out from bunkers in the Travelers. Yeah. He makes these putts. He's whatever. He wins the Masters and then, and then he loses a five shot lead on the back at the Masters and he blows it right at the Brit at the British. But then he wins. Yeah, and he's then it's five hundred in his last six. So. I don't know. JT does that too. What did, I don't I don't really. What did Harris do? Down he the doubled two holes on the back. Because I know he shot like three or four. Oh, and by the way, Bryson choked too. Yeah, that's a story that's developing He now. shot six over on the back. Yeah, and he shot like 43 on the back or 44 on the back at the US Open. Yeah, and he was leader Those through nine. mega both, collapses. Both tournaments. Yeah. That, I mean, that's just so bad. If Bryson wins that US Open and wins the FedEx St. Jude... He's player of the year. Are but are we like not talking about Bryson as much? I feel like yeah, I feel like the fact that he's not winning and he's doing why. all this like, bullshit. Like that's why we're talking about Bryson. If he were actually winning, like if he had won four or five events this year, the story would be about Bryson won totally. two US Opens. He's won three PGA Tour events this year. Totally. I mean, winning solves everything. Yeah, I saw that quote on Instagram today. The tiger. Quote. I also have that quote in a poster above my bed. I see it every night before That's I go to sick. sleep. <laughs> That's sick. Winning takes care of everything. It really does. Yeah, it does. It shuts everyone up. Yeah. You can be an asshole as long as you win. Like, look at MJ. With, look at Reed when everyone yeah. hated him and he went to the Ryder Cup and he was Captain America. Yeah. And everyone he loved got that him late. for a week. Everyone loved him. For like a full year. I think people like actually liked Patrick Yeah, they Reed. bought into... They forgot about every everything that he had done. And then... But as soon as he starts to suck in international events yeah. and like... You know, that's when people turn on him. Yeah, so... Answer wins. He's been due for a while. Yeah. I like, mean... He probably should have won like two I was ago. actually shocked... I actually thought he had won before. Yeah, it feels like he It has. feels like he had won. It feels like he won that, um, the year Webb won at Hilton Head. Yes. Feels like he won that game. I think he won that one. <laughs> yeah, he he won that in my mind. He played Actually, no disrespect to Webb. No, Webb played out of his mind on Sunday and just, like, stole that from, from Answer. Because Answer shot, like, 66 and lost. Yeah. I think Webb shot 64 that day. I mean, yeah. Dude, he's so Answers, good. Yeah, it's bizarre. Why he, is he so good? He's an insane iron player. 
his, his short arms insane. look goofy insane on him. Part. He has like they look so long. Yeah, he's, he looks like he's a like toddler beginning to play golf. Yeah. <laughs> He does. It's like the club's controlling him at the top of the Yeah, backswing. it literally is. <laughs> it's like, he has this like weird drop down, like kind of loop at the top of his swing. It looks like it's too heavy for him. It's got like like heavy steel shafts in it. He's a grinder though. Yeah. And great putter. Yeah, I mean, his short game's notoriously. I don't know. I, he To me, he's kind of in like the fill side of the short game where it's like yeah it's this guy flashy. has insane hands and he's super flashy but, but is his short game actually yeah. good in in rounds like is he getting up and down on the easy ones like is he getting those up and down every time or is he just doing like the crazy nippers over a bunker it's so true with times? phil like he'll hit a shot he'll hit some crazy flop shot where he doesn't need yeah. to and he'll spin it back and it'll whatever and it's all flashy and it goes on social media and it's like fill the thrill but it's like what are his actual scrambling i actually want to know I'm like, looking it up right now what are phil's scrambling stats by year because i am obsessed with strokes gained like i look at strokes gain stats for fun sometimes and you it's you shouldn't publicize that it is staggering some like some of the numbers that you find out here it's awesome Let's go. I mean, strokes gain is the only true statistic. Yeah, it's the best statistic. I heard people talking, the guys I was playing with a couple weekends ago, talking about like... <laughs> He's 137th in strokes gained around the green this year. Go to... Let me go pick back a random years. year. Go to pick like 2008. 2008. Phil Mickelson. He was 15th. 0.36. Let's go 2014. 28th. Let's go 2004. 43rd so he's he's solid he's solid that's, i would say probably overrated short game yeah probably in 07 he was fifth but like look at the last few years of his career i guarantee you they're trash let's look at 2019 73rd that's average yeah he was 13th last year that's good. That's 13. good. That's good. Thirty sixth. All right. Maybe I was wrong. He's good. He's but he's overrated. got a good short game, but for sure overrated. <laughs> Let's make sure we're right on our take. He's he's consistently in like the fifteen to like thirty fifth every year in strokes gained around the greens. Well, no, because you he was seventy third one year. He was one. Yeah, but then he had like a fifth in there, so he like evened it. Okay. Out. But like he probably averages around like thirtieth, I would say, because he, he has, has a good short game. A fifth and a sixth, and he has a good short game. But he's probably overrated. Yeah, because he... he's touted as like one of the best short games of all time. No, he's I think he's touted as having the best. I would say Spieth might have the best short game of all time. That's definitely not true. Nope, I'm looking it up right now. That's definitely not. I'm true. I'm looking it up. Let's just go through Spieth strokes game. Wi-Fi slow. Sorry for the uh, the pause. live lookup. He's seventh this year around the greens. Doesn't count. Nineteenth last year. Thirty fifth the year before. He's like Phil. Forty ninth the year before that. Eighth in twenty seventeen. This twenty fourth and sixteen. It's fine. Seventh and. 15 that's fine 32nd and 14 dude he's he's had a better start to short game stat wise than phil has than phil he's yeah better. i mean best short game of all time look at look at um look at a guy like look at a guy like brian gay look at a guy you like want brian. me to actually look up his stats yeah Brian Gay was the number one putter on the PGA Tour for a while. <laughs> this is crazy that we're doing this live. Brian Gay, what do you want to know? Like, What's his scrambling strokes oh, gained? Uh, 129th this year. Uh, <laughs> okay, what about last year? I don't think Brian Gay actually has a good short game. I think he's just a good putter. 117th last year. Oh my year. god. What about the year before? 
80th. Oh my god, he's a horrible short game. And he's a great potter, so his <laughs> chipping must be Yeah, trash. well this is just around the greens. 28th the year before, solid. 28th the year before that. Then he just didn't play enough events in 2016 <laughs> to, re- to <laughs> measure. He didn't play in 2015. 23rd and 14. 15th in 13. Here's the thing. I mean, pe- I mean, he had a really solid players, run for a while. They get here. labeled as, oh, it's this guy. Like Phil it's is this the short that makes him guy. great. It's yeah, this the people like putting in a certain category. It's like, you know, John Daly is the long bomber, and Phil is a short game artist, and. I mean, you have Zach Johnson is the wedge guy, you know, yeah. and it's like there's more very... is the iron guy, and it's like kind of true, but it's not all there is. To... There's very few guys that are actually extremely one-dimensional players, yeah. and Colin Morikawa is one of them. He's extremely one-dimensional on, on his uh, ball. Cameron strength. Champ probably the most one-dimensional player on tour. Yeah, he is the most one-dimensional player on tour, stat-wise. He's horrible in everything except getting <laughs> off the tee. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I want, I don't want to say Tiger, but like Tiger no. was his iron play was so much better than everything else statistically. He had some of the no, most outrageous. Buddy. No, he had some of the most outrageous strokes gained. Oh no, he's by years. far the greatest iron player of all time and he was the thing is he was so good at everything else but his iron play was so much better than all of his other things that you could say he was one dimensional but one dimensional on the scale of tiger right yeah no i i agree with you yeah right i mean these guys are really well-rounded is what it comes down to they're all good at pretty much everything even by saying someone's one dimensional is putting a label on them that they're one dimensional yeah, it's but that's what I'm saying. It's almost disrespectful to say that Cam Champ's one-dimensional. But he, there's, he's one of the few guys that you could really put up an argument that he actually is one-dimensional and relies on one aspect of his game extreme, like really heavily. I mean, he's like fifth in strokes gained off the tee, and he's not even top 150 in anything else, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, that's really bad. Yeah. Cam, Cam Champ's a joke. <laughs> all right so answer one i mean oh yeah saint jude what are you gonna do answer one okay big deal move on um let's do usm because the wyndham's like it's the wyndham but it's i mean there's some storylines well let me just say something about the Wyndham. that was one of the most exciting golf tournaments i've ever watched this year yeah i don't know why it felt a little different than years past it was sick it was a sick event. You had yeah. Henley going up and down. And then you had all these guys come into the playoffs. Some finished early. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, you had that guy Roger Sloan sneak up in there. Yeah. Webb was in the mix. Siwoo was in the mix. Siwoo finished really early. A week too late. Two weeks too late. Yeah. <laughs> We didn't really talk about that, but those guys are getting shipped off to the military in the next couple yeah. of years. It's really bad. It's a Can tough they scene. wait for more? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure they have to do it. They have to go back in the next two. Jeez. At least they weren't close. Yeah. <laughs> At least they sucked. And you it either got to do it or not come yeah. close. Yeah, I agree. It would have been really tragic if they finished like. You know, a couple shots back. And then you're picking at one or two shots for two years of your life. But it was a great tournament. And Henley had a putt to win on 18. Brandon Grace goes first. Makes a 30-footer to get in the playoff. Yeah. And then Henley still has a putt to win. Looks like it's going in. Burns the edge of the hole, goes four feet by, then he misses it. <laughs> it doesn't even get in the playoff. It goes from like Henley has been the guy all day to be, and he has a putt to win. He would have gone wire to wire, right? I think so. He's no, maybe not. I don't think, I he, think was he was leading did. after the first day. Okay. But he was leading for the last three rounds. And we haven't had a guy apparently convert a 54 hole lead since Phil at the PGA. 
Wow. In the P- on the PGA Tour, which is crazy. Yeah. So, so that would have been the first time. And he missed. And suddenly he's out of it. And then the first playoff hole was bizarre. You had Brendan Grace hitting it 40-yard. He hit a 40-yard snipe hook left. Hit the tree, <laughs> came back into the fairway. He's got like 240 into this hole. Gets it up there. Kisner hits a quack chunk from the first cut, and he's like 40 yards short of the green. Siwoo goes over the green, short-sided in the rough by the grandstands. Yeah, that shot was insane. And then, who else was in the playoffs? Sloan. Kevin Na was in oh, there. Oh, no. Yeah, Na's hitting walking slices. <laughs> and then he missed the green. It was just a cast of characters. <laughs> yeah, it really was. And then you had this random guy, Sloan, out of nowhere. And he hits, a, he hits it to like 15 feet. And it's like, Sloan. And then Adam Scott hits it like 40 yards by everyone. Has a flip wedge into the hole. Hits it to four feet. And everyone else is all over the it's map. Like, right. And you're like, okay, it's over. <laughs> Everyone gets up and down. Kisner almost holes out. <laughs> Literally burns the edge for a hole out. Siwoo can make an impossible up and down. Na makes a 20-footer. <laughs> Ray like... ends up making par. Sloan misses. So everyone's in for par. And Scott had the same putt that Henley had. And just dead yanked it. It's amazing. Because you have all these guys that are like... They're not great ball strikers, really. Like uh, Kisner, Siwoo, you know, and then you have Adam Scott, who's like the most prolific ball striker of the last twenty years, maybe. And he just stuffs it in there, and they all make the same score. <laughs> it's so good. It was insane. It's so good. The fact that they all just went back to that tee yeah. after that was insane. Yeah, but Kisner, I'm really happy for him. He got the job done, and. Is it Kisner Ryder Cup? There's so many talks about it. Dude. If he's gotta win one more, maybe. He's gotta win at least another event. I mean, we were one Adam Scott four footer away from not even having this conversation at all. Which is why you have to kind of put it in perspective. Or Russell like, Henley, really. I mean he he needed was, to dodge two missed four footers. It was out of his control. Yeah. And now it's Kisner Ryder Cup. Yep. I, well, who's he gonna? Who's he gonna reply? I mean, yeah, I exactly. Know. I mean, you want to pull up standing? Yep. Let's do it. Little live pull up. Live pull up. Okay. So the top six are locked. We're looking at below that. Who's six? Reed. It's Xander. Reed's not in the top six, which is huge for Reed's the program. Seven? Yeah, Reed is uh, nine. Okay. I mean, our top six, I don't really have any issues for any issues with here, besides maybe DJ, Morikawa, DJ, Bryson, Brooks, JT, Xander. That's a sick group. Sick Except group. That DJ's it's not playing be well. It's so funny that Bryson and Brooks are going to be on the same team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, then we have Spieth at seven. He's auto in. I mean, there's no way he doesn't get picked. Uh, He's auto in. He's, wait, there, how many picks are there? Four captain's picks? Uh, yeah. Because there's 10 players, right? Yeah, there's, there, no, there's six captain's picks. They changed it this year. It's six captain's picks. Speed's only, dude, Speed's only like 100 Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sand, no, dude. there's not six. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Top six, and then there's 12 guys on the team. Wow. So Reed's going to get picked. No. I don't think Reed's going to get ninth? picked. If he's ninth? No, I don't think he's going to get picked. Where's Kisner? So, okay, it goes Speed, English, Reed, Berger, Cantlay, Finau to round out the top 12. Then you Finau. got great. Freeze out is not making my team if no, I'm the captain. No, he's great in these events. He always he's, wins by 10. Like, shit, though. No, he's always like, you check the Ryder Cup scoreboard, and it's like yeah. Finau and DJ, six up. But he's playing like Sammy Villamaki or something. <laughs> Rando. Like, he play, no, he's playing like Thomas Peters or something. You put Finau and it's DJ like, on a team, and they don't lose. Maybe. I feel like DJ and Brooks is a recipe for disaster playing oh. together. They no, should there never are a lot them. of groups actually in this team that just can't happen. Yep. I agree. Um 
I think there's only a couple groups that you can say for sure should happen, and it's JT and Spieth, for one. But they haven't played together. Yeah, they have. And they played together in the President's Cup. Oh. Or no, in the Ryder Cup in France. They played, remember, they were played insane. They were the only group that played well in France. Oh, yeah. JT and Speed's the only one that I think you can lock in. For some reason, Xander and Cantlay have this, like, weird buddy-buddy friendship yeah. thing. Like, it's I don't know. It's kind of just, like, boring golf. Yeah, it's just, like, super boring. Like, there's no, there's no. <laughs> Do they even win? Nothing to get behind. No, they don't even win. They played, like, shit at the Zurich. <laughs> did they play together in Missouri? Yeah, no way. Did. And it was like this big thing. They were making like promo videos coming in. And I'm pretty sure they played like shit. I don't even think they finished in the top five. All right. Cantley's going to get picked, I think. I think you have to pick Cantley almost. I think you got to pick Cantley. He's a killer. Berger is not on my team right now. I agree. Reed, Berger, in the top 12, and Finau are not on my team. I think you only take, you as of right now, Finau. Cantlay, English, and Speed. No, you don't take English. I think you take He's English. He's not built for that. He's insane right He's now. He's not built for that. I think he is built for that. I could see him being an absolute monster in the Ryder Cup. He feels He's like, not. He just feels no like a good old no. American boy. No. I think you take English and Kokrak and stick them together. I feel like that's an unbeatable team. Just these two big American that might be guys. Your worst take. Oh, I feel no, like this. No, Kokrak I like. English I don't think is built for the Ryder Dude, Cup. Dude, Kokrak would pro- I think Kokrak's going to be a menace in the Ryder Cup if he gets picked. Oh yeah. If Finau gets picked, I think you go Kokrak and Finau potentially. That feels like it could be lethal. Um all right. Kisner is at 18. Behind Sam Burns and Billy Ho. We were talking Billy Ho Ryder Cup for a little bit there when he won the match play. If he gets if he gets playing well again, <laughs> he could be don't, such a menace. Don't on the Billy Ho again. If it was Billy Ho and Kokrak, you could have some insane personality. Oh my god. No, Billy Ho would actually be the biggest meme in the Ryder Cup. <laughs> Imagine how long it would <laughs> take be, him to address the ball. He'd be clowning people in the Ryder Cup, though. Oh, yeah. Like, think about it. Like, think about all the shit he says to people, like, outside the ropes in a normal event. When people chirp him and stuff, he, like, responds. Yeah. Like, in the Ryder Cup, people fucking hate you. Yeah, it's insane. Like, he would be a menace to take overseas, actually. And then... Phil is at 19. Max Homa, Kevin Na, Will Zalatoris. Those guys are out. Those guys are out. Zalatoris used to be a lock in my mind. There's no way you could ever convince me to put Zalatoris on the After team. After he missed that one footer at the open. That he's and off. he's just playing like shit. Like he's played well this week. But other than that, he's not playing well. But yeah, the putter scares me. The putter <laughs> really scares me. <laughs> Butter scares me. Um, yeah. All right. You also have to think that it's whistling straight. So that's why I'm saying, like, like, okay, does Kisner play well at whistling straights? The, th- the course is a beast. It's it's long. You know who's gonna play well at whistling straights? Patrick Reed. No, he's not. And he's gonna get picked. No, he's not. <laughs> I think you need to pick long, long hitting guys, really good ball strikers. And I think that's like your English, your Cantlay, your Coke rack. Oh, so yeah. Actually, thinking that it's at whistling straights now, speeds a lock because he played so well during the PGA. Yeah. In what, 2015? Yeah, he he should have won. 2015, I think. Jason Day just played <clears throat> out of his mind. He was unconscious that week. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, Reed's definitely Reed's not on my team at Whistling Straits. It's not a good course for him. But it's just, I think it is. You know where Reed should have played well is in France. I feel like that's a Reed golf course. You know, it's not super long. He hits it pretty straight. He's a good iron player and putts well. The other question is, who does Euro take 
I mean, do they take a Poulter? He's playing great. Oh, they're taking Poulter. I, I don't. I think they're gonna take Poulter for the next twenty years, <laughs> in some form or another. Let's see, European Ryder Cup standings. This is a deep dive. Yeah, we're deep. Oh my god. The, the, I mean, this is so dark already. <laughs> Holy dark on Milicic. What is their team? Terrell Hatton is leading their points. <laughs> Dude, that is insane. <laughs> I don't know how they... I think they're doing four... I think they only have four guaranteed spots, and then the rest are captain's picks. I think they do eight captain's picks. So you have Hatton and Fleetwood, who are not playing well. They're so bad right now. They're horrible right now. Although Fleetwood played insane last time, so you have to take him. Rom. Yeah. Rory. Then you have Victor Perez, Wiesberger, Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick, Willett. Lee Westwood, Bobby McIntyre, oh so bad. Matthias oh Schwab, Cabrera Bayo, Marcus Kinholt, Paul Casey, no. Thomas Dietrich, Ben Herbert or Hebert, Peters Rose, Mike Lorenzo Vera. Okay, so you know that Rose, dude, Hovland's twentieth on their list. Twentieth. What are they doing with their points if Hovland's 20th? And Matthias Schwab is like 12 spots ahead of him? Yep. He's dude, he's nine spots ahead of Hovland. Who, there was an argument for the first four months of the year Hovland was the best player in the world. Yeah. So, you got to think Hovland, Casey, Rose, Poulter... Westwood are going to get picked. Sergio, too. Sergio. And Rose. Probably Stenson. Rose. Yeah, I said Rose. And probably Stenson because you got to do the Stenson Rose because they're yeah. legal. So it's basically the team's already, like, set. already set. There's no point in debating it. They're actually going to have a good team. If they went by purely the rankings, they'd have the shittiest <laughs> team of all time. <laughs> you have to go deep in their rankings. But they actually have a good team. I mean, dude, if you're picking Matthias Schwab, Danny Overs. Willett, Burnt Wiesberger, I mean, holy. Yeah, I mean, you have no chance. But I think we have no chance if they take those guys, those veterans. It's going to be a good one. It's it gonna always be good. is. It's going to be good. All right. USM. Last topic. USAM. I mean, do you have a USAM take? I thought Thor Bjornsson was going to win. Yep. Thor Bjornsson was a shoe-in to win, but match play can change things up. It can shake things up. Um, I guess we'll start out. We'll shout out Jackson, right? Friend of the pod. He's been on the pod, made an appearance for a States Draft episode. Fellow Babson, D3 golfer. D3 golfer representing D3. He had like the fifth best score at Oakmont. The first day, yeah. The first day. Shot two over at Oakmont, 72. I think he was one, or he was like three off the low round of the day. Yeah. Which is sick. Which is insane. Yeah. And Goes then, to the other course, makes an 11 on like the sixth hole, and missed the match play. Yeah. Fair to say he missed it. But pretty insane. Came back strong after that. Yeah. Besides that hole, had a good round. Yeah, actually. he had a good round. He would have been like, I think he would have been like even par. Or, yeah. Yeah, I think he would have been even par with, without that 11. So, I mean, good showing by him. It's it's pretty impressive. Obviously crushed, but who's going to give him shit about it? He made it to the yeah, USAM. Like, the guy shot 72 at Oakmont in the USAM. All right. On to the actual golf, the, the, the match play portion. I I love the USM because I love the USM, but the coverage this week was terrible. Yeah, it was horrible. They had like two hour slots. Yeah, and it was like you're changing between channels all the time. It's yeah. like on Golf Channel, then it's on NBC Sports Network, then it's on NBC. It's like then you're on Peacock. It's it was like, terrible. It's horrible. But the USM's awesome because. The best player almost never wins. Yeah. Right? It's like you get Victor Hovland, 
that every now and then like a guy like him actually wins the tournament when they should. But other you won than the that, USAM? Yeah, Pebble. Oh, that's right. But other than that, like you almost it's almost like Yeah, and you have these quirky guys out there. I mean Yeah. And everyone's actually got like a lot of flair out there. Yeah. You know, they're not like these corporate bots that are afraid to do anything flashy or afraid to ruin their image. These kids are actually being authentic out there, which is they sick. all have their own rhythm, yeah. their own quirk. You a lot know, of unique swings, too. A lot of unique swings. They're all kind of skipped to their own beat, yep. and it's really fun to watch. No, it's awesome. Um, Pyatt I, looked like he had it. He felt he looked really comfortable. He was collected. Yeah, he was collected. He was laughing. He was he was strutting down the fairway. The was, other kid looked a little more intense. Like, yeah. He, he was there to win, and he, yeah, I don't know. It, it just looked like Pyatt had a better mindset going into the finals. He looked really comfortable. Yeah. But Greaser, three up with nine to play, and loses five out of six holes yeah. to finish the tournament. That's brutal. That's brutal. I mean, it's, on one hand, it's like, yeah, it's an amateur tournament, you're not you're not losing any money or anything, but you're losing an entry into the Masters. You're losing no, or so no, because he. Oh yeah. So if you're in the finals, you get the biggest thing about the USAM is you got to make it to the finals. The semifinals, the semifinals is the hardest match, match. Is the hardest match in the USAM. Yep. Because once you get to the finals, you know you're in the Masters. Mm-hmm. I'd rather lose in the quarterfinals than the semifinals. 100%. It's crushing to lose in the semifinals. It's crushing because you know I literally just have to beat this one college player to get to the Masters. Yeah. Literally an (laughs) 18-0 Masters qualifier, you just got to beat one guy. And you're never going to get that chance. You know, you might never get that chance again. Yeah. It's like then you go on to the pros and you got to be a top 50 player in the world. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's the truth. That's why it's so insane. It's insane that they get into Masters. I love it, though. It's awesome. And it almost makes it take the pressure off in the finals. Like, you're yeah. just playing for the USA. Right. You're not playing for the if Masters. If it was a Masters, too, it would be a little too much. Yeah. I probably, like, wouldn't shake hands with my opponent after the round. I'd be so fucking pissed off. I mean, losing dude, the imagine Lucas Michel, who we had on the pod, who won the U.S. Mid-Am. Which, if you win the U.S. Mid-Am, you get into the Masters. You also get into the Masters. Which is probably the easiest way to get into the Masters. Yeah. And he had a three and a half footer. Literally, the putt is to get into the Masters. All you got to do is make a three and a half footer. And that's when his opponent came up to him, took his hat off, acted like he was going to shake his hand, and then said, that's not good. Oh, yeah. I forgot and about so that. So then he had to go and putt it. <laughs> I forgot about that story. That's some. That's just a sick mind game. That's sick. It's insane that he made the putt too. If I yeah, if that happened and I made it, then I'm not shaking hands after after the match. I'm not shaking hands. Um. Anyways, yeah, fun fun to watch. But I've heard from. I this is always interesting with the USAM because it you win no money right but like I feel like you probably earn you you win so many endorsements right like after you turn eventually turn pro all these kids turn pro after the USAM they must get paid a shit ton for being a USAM champ like coming out of college when they turn pro with these equipment deals and stuff well that that because your name is on it right and yeah. then now with with the new rule that you can sign you can sign deals as a college athlete yeah i mean that changes things too that's true so he's probably already making money off he's probably already making money that's pretty sick yeah i've heard from someone that you you know it might be worth up up to a million dollars or like a little over a million dollars winning the usam which is crazy because there's no prize money. You're literally just a kid yeah. as an am. You're like, oh, I got into the USAM. And then you just have a Cinderella story run. And and it probably didn't even feel that special because it's like 
Okay, you get into the match play, but it's top 64 out of 150, so it's like... No, there's 300 guys in the field. No, there wasn't. Yeah, it's 300 guys. I was surprised. I didn't, never knew that until this year. It's 300 guys, because they have the, that's why they have the two courses. So okay, so you're like top on. 20%. You get into match play, and it's like good, but you kind of just like play the next guy, and you, and you win the match, and you win, and you win... Yeah. But it's not this, like, it would feel more special almost if it was stroke play. Because yep. you have to go so hot. And you yeah. just have to have such a sick week. But it's kind of just like you keep winning the matches. And it's like, oh, shit. In the finals. Yeah. And you win. Like. It might be the hardest tournament to win. The USM. Now that I think about it. You have to beat 300 guys. Over the course of what, like six days, it's grueling. I mean, the amount of golf they play, and it's extremely oh, random. Yeah. It's so random. Like yeah. the match play. I mean, eighteen holes, anyone can win. That's in that field. Yeah, anyone can win an eighteen hole match. In that and field. especially this week, the first three days were they had weather delays. Yeah, they were completely fucked. It was like they finishing were on and off in the morning, on and off. Total mess. Probably felt playing. like a year. For <laughs> You're playing Oakmont, which is like the hardest course which in the is country. Mentally, the most grueling challenge. What if you have like a downhill, like five foot slider with like three feet of break, and you get sent to a rain delay? Like that's that sucks. Yeah, it's, you got to come out and this hit that week, putt right especially after. with the rain delays and the fact that it was at Oakmont, probably one of the most mentally grueling tournaments we've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not easy, dude. Oakmont looks, looks and it insane. was soft. It looks so hard. It was soft. Yeah, obviously. Until the final, but, the like the last, last couple matches were were a little firm. Yeah, because Oakmont should be firm. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, oh, the one thing I will say, and it turned me off a little bit on Oakmont, and don't get, don't take this the oh, wrong way. Say the plan into the. On playing into fairways. multiple different fairways, yeah. and it's a little gimmicky because. If it was any other course, we would be shitting on it. Like, oh, that's Muni. Because that's just not how the hole is supposed to be played. And it shouldn't be played that way because that's not how it was designed. And it's, like, quirky going down other fairways. And it's on, like, three or four holes that you can do that. And I don't know. You can't put internal OB. You can't put trees up because it's, like, the whole course doesn't have trees. Yeah. You can't really do anything, but... Yeah, I mean... It's kind of... I don't know how I feel about it. Like, that's happened recently with a lot of tournaments. Uh, Most notably, TPC Boston. Like, they... I think it's the 12th hole. They put a centerline bunker in there during a redesign. And now everyone's blowing it into the 13th fairway to the left and coming in from the left side. And... People were really critical of that one. But then, like, you have... Think about, like, Lynx Golf in Ireland and Scotland. You have so many, like, parallel fairways, double fairways almost on some holes. Like, St. Andrews, 18. 18. I mean, there's a lot of holes at St. Andrews you could say this about. But 18, you can blow it onto the first fairway. And a lot of guys do. It's the same fairway. You can blow it over there and say that's a smart play and plop a wedge onto the green. And no one says a word about well, it. They say it's strategic. Especially in 2015 at St. Andrews, they had, on the last day, because it was raining and because of the wind direction, 90% of the players were going down the other fairway. Yeah. They weren't even sniffing 17 fairway. And that's, they call it smart strategy. Like, yeah. steering away from the trouble. It, I mean, they're doing yeah. the same thing at Oakmont. It's just like, the only reason that hole is there is because it's tightly confined space like that should just be heavy rough if each hole was in a vacuum that should be heavy rough but it's not it's a golf course <laughs> you're playing the course you're playing the course and on that hole you can hit it anywhere on the course but you have to get it back into that one hole you can do whatever you want i kind of like it i think it's, it's a little gimmicky it's a little fuck you to the usga and like i don't know I kind of like it. 
Oak add internal the, it's me. This, add internal will be at Oak It's the snobby old school golf course that you know people hold in high regard, and these kids are out there bullying it, playing it into other fairways. I think it's kind of sick. Um. All right. Do you have anything else? No, that's it. Good week. Good couple weeks. Good three weeks. And now we get into uh, the playoffs, which will be fun. Yeah. Who knows when we're going to release our next episode. Yeah, it could be, it could be a couple <laughs> it weeks. It could literally be 2023. Yeah. You don't know. I Stay mean, on your toes. We probably won't re- won't release one for a couple weeks. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Playing one. Just stay tuned. Playing take, a qualifier on Monday. Take so. it as you come. U.S. 4 Bowl qualifier. We'll talk about Sean when he qualifies for that. And yeah. Hopefully that'll be sick. There we go. All right. All right. See Bye. you on the flip side.